0: Welcome, this is Lavey Brackman with the Wisdom for Business and Life podcast. Thank you so much for joining. Today, I'm going to go solo again, and I'm talking about the economy. Over the last week, it's been an up and down wild ride in the economy. Last Friday, Silicon Valley Bank was shut down. And then on Sunday, Signature Bank was shut down. Throughout the week, Credit Suisse, which is another... Massive European bank had to be bailed out by the Swiss government to the tune of $50 billion. And then just yesterday, First Republic Bank had to be bailed out by other banks for the tune of $30 billion. So what's been going on? Why is the economy and the banking sector in such turmoil? And what does this mean for us? And is this just a isolated thing that is taking place in the banking sector, or does this mean something more ominous for the economy in general? So in this podcast, I've spoken about certain axioms and certain kind of fundamentals about how things work in the economy. And we've spoken a lot about value creation and the importance of value creation and what money is and what money isn't. And really money is a fiction. It's something that as long as people have trust in, then it's valuable. But if the second people stop trusting it and people don't think it has value, then it loses value. And when money loses value, real things start costing more of that money. And that's called inflation. So I want to talk about all of this, but let's get back to what actually happened last Friday when Silicon Valley Bank shut down. So what had occurred was that Silicon Valley Bank had purchased long-term bonds, bonds which matured in the future. These are bonds which paid out an interest rate over time, and then at some time in the future they mature, and the government gives all the money back. So these were government bonds, and they matured in the future. Matured means that the money would be given back, and that were repaid in the future, or far out into the future. Whereas the interest rate was paid out over time. Now, the government constantly issues new bonds because it's constantly borrowing money and people can buy those bonds. Now, as interest rates go up, you buy bonds with higher interest rates. Interest rates a number of years ago, even a year and a half ago or a year ago, were a lot less. So Silicon Valley Bank had purchased bonds, long-term bonds, with low interest rates, and then... Their depositors came along and said, I want my money back. And if you want your money back and you've bought bonds with, those, with that money, then you will need to sell those bonds in order to be able to give your depositors their money back. The way banks work is that people put money in the bank and whenever the person wants the money back, they just say, hey, give me the money back. And, and the bank then has to give the money back. Now, if the bank doesn't have that money available because it bought bonds with it, then too bad the bank has to sell those bonds. Now, normally that's no problem because you can sell the bonds more or less for the same price you bought them. But if you bought low interest rate bonds and on the open market people can buy for the same price higher interest rate bonds, then to sell those lower interest rate bonds, you're going to have to sell them at the discount. Because why would someone buy a lower interest rate bond for you for the same price they can buy higher interest rate bonds? Of course, they wouldn't do that. So... The only way they would buy it is if they would get a discount. So Silicon Valley Bank had a lot of depositors asking for their money back. They were forced to sell these bonds, and now they had to sell them at a loss, and now they had a hole in their balance sheet. So they had to fill that hole in their balance sheet, and they were going to raise money. And People who had deposits with the bank got a whiff of the fact that, wow, well, the bank has to raise money, which means that they don't have enough money to cover all their deposits. Therefore... I should take my money out as quickly as possible so that I am not the last person with deposits in the bank that the bank can't cover. And what ended up happening, therefore, was a run on the bank. People said, okay, give me my money back, give me my money back. Everyone said, give me my money back at the same time. And of course, no bank has in their safe all the money of all the depositors because they lend that money out, they buy other things with it in order to be able to generate more income. That's how banks work. So, of course, they didn't have enough money and at the end of the day on thursday they were actually negative close to a billion dollars and friday the regulators came in and shut the bank down and the same thing happened with signature bank on sunday their depositors came in mostly real estate people In, in real silicon valley bank it was mostly tech people but in real estate the real estate people did the same thing and they asked for all their deposits back and the bank obviously didn't have the ability to do that the government stepped in as we know, and said, look, we're shutting these banks down, but we'll make good on everyone's deposits and don't worry about it. And the reason why they did that was because they didn't want further runs on other banks and that would be contagious. And before you know it, multiple banks have failed and the whole economy is in really big trouble. So the government stepped in and basically said, don't worry, banks are safe, we'll backstop all the deposits. Which, yeah, arguably is the right thing to do or the wrong thing to do. I don't know. I think it was actually... The only thing they could have done, but that's what happened. Now, what is going on here underlying all of this is that people thought that they could buy long term bonds at low interest rates and that that would be a good and safe thing for them to do. That meant that they didn't take into consideration the fact that interest rates would rise significantly. Now, in hindsight, that th- seems to be a stupid, idiotic thing to assume. We've seen the interest rates have gone up. But I can tell you, a lot of people thought that interest rates would stay low. I recall back when I first started getting you know, seriously into real estate, and I wanted to really understand real estate in every possible way, I got myself a mortgage-owned originator's license. And there was one individual, I was trying to tell him that he should refinance, not on adjustable rate, but on a fixed rate because he could get 2.5% mortgage and he should refinance at that time. And I told him that I don't think we're going to see 2.5% mortgage rates for very long. And historically, it's never been this low. And therefore, the chances are that from now on, it just goes up, not down. But bank of america who he had banked with they came in and they offered him an even lower rate but it was an adjustable rate mortgage and he thought that that adjustable rate mortgage would stay low for forever so he went with the adjustable rate mortgage but what he didn't realize was that interest rates were going to go up now he's stuck with an adjustable rate mortgage with interest rates going up this guy is an executive at a big company very smart guy and he thought that rates were going to remain low And so did a lot of people. They didn't realize that rates would go up. And this is, we've spoken about on this podcast before, that people think because things have been this way for a while, therefore things will continue to be this way. It's a kind of bias that humans have, which is simply not true. We have to overcome this bias. Just because things have been a certain way in the past doesn't mean that they're going to be that way in the future, both for good and for bad. Things have been bad in the recent past doesn't mean they're going to remain bad forever. Things have been good in the recent past. Doesn't mean they're going to remain good forever. Things change. And humans have to get their head around the fact that things do change. They do not stay the same. That's just a fact the way it is. And you have to be anticipating change. But this particular change was really, really obvious. If you've been watching this for a while, in 2008, let's go all the way back to 2008 with the financial crisis, which was when we started having really low interest rates. So in order to be able to pump more liquidity into the into the market and into the economy. Because what happened was in two thousand eight was that, you know, banks started to fail and the credit markets froze up and people weren't lending and therefore, when people aren't lending and banks aren't lending, there's no money in the economy. There's no money, therefore, to do business. There's no money to innovate. There's no money to create. And this value creation stops. And then, you know, the economy can grind to a halt. You can get into real big trouble. So you have to have some kind of an ability to lend. And when banks are very afraid of lending and and they're not financing things, then you have a situation where things aren't getting done. There's no value. It can be really, really really difficult for the economy so what happened they well the federal reserve came in and they lowered interest rates really low they started buying up mortgage-backed securities and started buying up bonds and this and that and the other and therefore they pumped a huge amount of liquidity in other words money into the market what they did was they basically printed a huge amount of money put it into the market out there and therefore they said go create use this money and create and that is what happened and for a while they kept doing that more and more and more money they called it quantitative easing whatever the hell that means so they kept doing that for a while so you got all this money coming to the economy until it becomes money it becomes easy it's easy to make money easy to get money it's easy to borrow money money is cheap and at that point as money becomes cheap things start to become more expensive because money is is the value people perceive it to be like i said earlier and as soon as money becomes easy to make therefore it doesn't represent the underlying value all that money is chasing more and more goods because people can buy things at a cheaper rate and there's so everyone's buying it up and obviously if everyone's buying it up therefore there's more demand for it because a lot of people have money less supply of it things go up in value that is the way things work now this would have perhaps been fine, perhaps been fine, had COVID not happened. But what what happened with COVID was that the economy basically shut down because of the pandemic. And as the economy shut down, the government had a terrible choice to make. It was either going to allow, as the economy shut down, to be for mass unemployment to happen and people to lose their homes because all of a sudden they don't have any income, if they don't have any income, they can't pay their mortgages, they can't pay their rents, they would be mass evictions of people who rent, mass foreclosures of people who own their homes because they couldn't pay their mortgage, plus at the same time when people would be dying at, you know, big numbers because of the pandemic, so the government had a choice, either it was going to allow for people to be dying, plus a Huge recession where everyone would be hurting and losing their homes and losing their jobs. Or they would just have the situation where people would be dying, which is a terrible thing because of the pandemic, but they would backstop the economy, allow people not to pay their mortgages, allow people not to pay their rent, give very generous unemployment so that at least the economy doesn't completely tank. And they chose to do that by, again, printing huge amounts of money so by printing all this money pumping trillions of dollars of liquidity into the marketplace lowering interest rates even further to zero percent they fueled this crazy economy of 2020 late 2020 and 2021 where money was really really easy uh, to come by people were government was giving out these huge hands handouts and it was, you know, to businesses, to individuals, to everybody. And interest rates were really low, so anyone could buy a house if they wanted to, even expensive homes. So the real estate market went off like crazy. Everyone could afford to rent, and those who, 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 who weren't paying their rent, no problem. They didn't have to move anywhere. So rent growth went through the roof, and every, everyone was making money. Now, that obviously couldn't continue, <laughs> because money is so easy. Everyone's buying things which they couldn't afford before, and therefore, you. plus on top of that, you end up with a supply chain issue because of the pandemic, and everything becomes much, much more expensive. People can buy whatever they want because they have the money. Therefore, there's a huge amount of demand. That demand soaks up all the supply. Therefore, things become more expensive. And at the same time, you end up with a war in Ukraine, and all that together ends up driving up inflation. Now, this was all predictable because you make money really easy for a very long time by having interest rates low, by the government just giving out handouts. All of this ends up in a situation where you have more money, more easy money, and as you have more easy money, money loses value because money should be hard to make because value creation is hard. And if the money is easy to be had and that money is buying things which are hard to make because of the value creation, creating value is hard, Therefore those things are going to come in- into parity with each other. Eventually the money is just going to be worth less therefore things are going to be more expensive. It's just the way it works. It's like gravity. These are just facts. It's the way it is. At some point it catches up with one and right now it's caught up. Therefore the Federal Reserve what it has to do in order to be able to make money valuable again is it has to suck it out of the economy, make it more expensive. And the way it makes money more expensive is by raising interest rates. By raising interest rates, it makes borrowing more expensive. And it's been doing that slowly over the last year or so. And therefore, now interest rates are higher. Now, there were a lot of people who thought the government would never do it. Now, why would those people think the government would never do it? And here, I think, is is part of what happened. There was this thing called modern monetary theory which people, a lot of people really believed in. Modern monetary theory basically said that the government can continue printing money because it owns the money, it's in, it's in charge of the money, as much as it likes, with impunity. It can just continue printing money without it causing a big problem. The only problem that could happen because of it is p- perhaps inflation. Perhaps inflation might happen. But the way to deal with inflation is by raising taxes. So if inflation happens, don't worry, you raise taxes, that causes money to be pulled out of the economy because people are not paying higher taxes and therefore that deals with inflation and by raising taxes that money goes back to the government which has printed it so it's a circular movement no problem there and therefore you can have low interest rates and the government printing money with impunity and no problem the only kind of flying argument of all of that is that no government or no democratic government is just going to raise taxes because if they do That's basically political suicide. You're never going to get re-elected in the next election. So no government's going to just raise taxes. Instead, they pawn that off to the Federal Reserve. What does the Federal Reserve do? Well, they don't have the ability to raise taxes because that's not what central banks can do. Central banks can raise interest rates, which is a similar way, similar to raising taxes. But again, raising interest rates, that hurts the economy in an entirely different way. And all those people who thought for some reason that interest rates would remain low for forever, those were the people who believed in this thing called modern monetary theory. They somehow believed that interest rates and easy money can go on forever. Again, a lot of people believe this. So well, let's not call them idiots. Let's not call them stupid. But a lot of people thought that this was a new paradigm. What they thought was that low interest rates would go on forever. And therefore, they could buy these low interest rate bonds. And that would be a fine long-term investment, although they were insured in the future. They didn't realize that interest rates would go up, and therefore people would then pull their money out of bank accounts. First of all, it's harder to make money, therefore money goes out naturally because more money is going out than going in, because it's harder to make money, and therefore it's costing more to make money, therefore there's more outflows of their bank accounts than going into their bank accounts, therefore less deposits. They also didn't realize that people would pull their money out of bank accounts because, frankly, bank accounts in the high interest rate environment is not a great place to store your money because banks give low interest rate. And there are other places where you get high interest rates, so people pulling out their banks for that way. And they didn't realize that, well, didn't account for that, sorry, now they have to sell their long-term bonds at a loss. But it's all a symptom of this fact that people didn't think that interest rates were going to go up. They didn't understand this fundamentals of the economy, that free money can't go on forever without there being a really big hike in inflation. And the only real way to deal with inflation is by raising interest rates, unless you want inflation going on for forever. And then if you have high inflation, that causes a whole other host of problems. If you have high inflation, then people's earning power goes down, and what cost $10 this week is now costing $15, now costing $20, and that puts the whole economy out of whack and causes other very large systemic problems. So in order to make sure that doesn't happen, you don't end up with runaway inflation, they have to do something about it. There's no choice. They have to do something about it. Now, what's really interesting here is, I'm going on rather long here, but there, there are a couple of things that we should think about here number one there are still people and i see this in the markets oh this happened that means because of all this bank issues that means the federal reserve will you know put a break on raising interest rates that's wishful thinking of course they're not going to do that because if they do that then inflation will continue being high 8% inflation is way too high. And, you know, if you say percent inflation is 8%, it's probably much higher than 8% currently. So, and and interest rates need to hit higher than the rates of inflation in order to get things under control. So, the, just to be clear here, it it is, to me, total wishful thinking to think that the Federal Reserve is going to stop hiking interest rates. It cannot do that unless it is not serious about taking the steps needed to get inflation under control. And the head of the Federal Reserve has made it very clear that he is going to do whatever it takes in order to get inflation under control. He has to. That's his mandate. So the fact that interest rates are going to continue to be increased is a foregone conclusion. So people should not invest or do anything based on the fact that they think the interest rates are going to stop going up. Now, in the long term, will they come back down again? Yes, probably. Will they come back down to zero? Ah, You look. no one's got a crystal ball, but I think that's unlikely. So interest rates are going to continue to go up in my view. That's number one. Number two, what other sectors of the economy have been seriously impacted by this idea of low interest rates? Well, almost every single one of them. Let's go through them. First of all, something that everyone can really relate to, and that is Homeowners, homeowners. They have bought homes at low interest rates. So they've got mortgages. I have mortgages in the threes. No one can get a mortgage today in the threes. I'm refinancing a property right now. I'm getting in the sevens. And that's considered to be cheap today. So getting in the threes, that's really unlikely. How likely is it for people to give up a mortgage, which is in the threes, to buy a house where they're going to get a mortgage in the sevens? Unlikely. People, why would you do that? You'd rather stay in a home with a low mortgage because you've got a low payment. Your mortgage is your biggest payment. When well, you buy another house and now you're having to pay a thousand, fifteen hundred, two thousand dollars more for your mortgage. Why would you do that? So people wouldn't do that. A lot of people are not doing that. So therefore, people locked in with low interest rates, just like the bank locked in, SVB bank locked in with the low interest rate for a long term, people locked in for low interest rates for their homes. Now that's a good thing for them in many ways, but also it means that you can have fewer homes on the market. Got fewer homes on the market. There's a knock-on effect of that, which means that you, there's there's less supply, and the demand is still there from new people wanting to wanting to buy. Which means that you're going to end up with a really skewed and strange housing market. That's just what we can see for the foreseeable future. It's going to be less supply, and demand is still going to be there, but perhaps less demand as well because Interest rates are high, but still people need to buy homes. So there's going to be a demand and less supply because fewer people are going to want to sell. So that's something to look at. So I don't think we're going to see a precipitous drop in home values across the country. Certain markets which are overheated will have a significant drop. I'm already seeing that in values of homes in places like Denver. That is just I think the way it's going to be. We're going to see more or less a stable housing market going forward, a small drop here and there, but not a massive drop. Where that changes, though, is in commercial real estate, large multifamily developments, and other types. Because a lot of those people, they did what the banks did. They thought that interest rates were going to stay low, and they purchased properties with loans that had short-term interest rate changes. What that means is they may have bought the property based on either some kind of construction loan or some kind of rehab loan, which had a fixed interest rate at a low rate for a while, but then it would change. And as things changed, what happens is that it interest rates then have gone up and now they have to refinance or the rate adjusts based on the current rate. And that goes up quite a bit. Now, even 1% interest rate change can skew your numbers significantly. And now all of a sudden, you know, it doesn't work for you anymore. And you have to sell that property. So I think we're going to see in the commercial real estate market, you're going to see the same thing which played out with the banks, that there's going to be these types of interest rate issues coming home to roost, and people are going to have to sell these properties and they're going to become distressed assets because uh, they just the the numbers no longer work for them instead of people coming and basically taking out of their own piggy bank to make the payments each month they'll just either give it back to the bank or they'll try and sell it for a discount or make a deal with the bank in some kind of way but we're going to see a lot of these types of loans which were short-term loans or, or adjustable rate loans go bad and um that, that that fallout is coming, I think, because people, again, they didn't anticipate that interest rates would go up and they're going to continue to go up. So this only gets worse. There are other sectors of the economy where this is similar as well, whether it's business loans or other types of loans which come due and then they need to be refinanced and they will have to be refinanced at a higher rate. That all happens at a time when the economy is no longer as hot, so therefore people are making less money. So this is all, by the way, by design. So just to understand that this isn't something which is, you know, the Federal Reserve didn't anticipate. When the Federal Reserve raise interest rates, they anticipate this to happen, and they anticipate this kind of destruction, and they anticipate, therefore, it gets harder to make money, and they anticipate, therefore, there some businesses will go belly up, and as they go belly up, that is just the unfortunate reality, and people will lose their jobs, Again, they do this because because that makes it harder to make money. And as it becomes harder to make money, the value of money goes up. And as the value of money goes up, fewer people have it. You have less demand, more supply. And again, at that point, things become cheaper. Inflation goes down. It's all by design. Now, what they don't want is the whole economy to go down the tubes. And that would, if the if the banking sector goes down the tubes, then the economy basically shuts down because we need some kind of banking sector. So therefore, they'll backstop backstop banks in many ways. But don't expect them to backstop commercial real estate. Don't expect them to backstop other businesses. There's going to be a huge amount of destruction in value coming up ahead. And what does that mean for us, though? What that means is that as, val- as there's a destruction in value, therefore think there are deals to be had so people who have cash available to buy those deals they're going to be in a very good position going forward so in summary people didn't anticipate that interest rates would go up interest rates have gone up they will continue to go up the destruction that that causes is by design it is meant to pull liquidity out of the market it's meant to make things more valuable if you like or money more valuable those people who have cash will be able to use it to be able to buy more things in the future, and that will be a good thing. So right now, what I say to you is conserve cash as much as possible and look for the future when you have that cash to be able to make investments in things that will bring you long-term value. Be patient, though. There's no timeline when this is going to exactly happen, but what's happened with the banks, that's the canary in the coal mine. I think for what is going to happen in the future where there's going to be more destruction and that destruction obviously is a terrible thing for the people that it happens to but for those people who can swoop in and take advantage of that that will be a good thing for them so that has been my commentary on the last week in the business world this has been Levy Brackman with the Wisdom for Business and Life podcast thank you so much for joining if you like this content, please leave a comment, or leave a review, or say at least uh, you like it on wherever you listen to this podcast. Until next week, have a wonderful day.